Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. He's a violin prodigy. Her full name is Maggie the Stallion. They are Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Lots to do here. A very busy Friday. We are paying off bets around here today. We are also reacting to last night's Big Bears win. Didn't think that's what we'd be talking about this morning. But Justin Fields, second straight game where he throws four touchdowns. They actually won this one. Uh, They... We're able to close out the commanders who seemed like they wanted no part of this game, at least through the first half. And now the thoughts on Justin Fields and his future have to be changing a bit, Perloff, because it turns out the kid can actually play. Well, we knew he could play. We saw him at Ohio State, but I don't know. They're one and four now. So now our thoughts are changing because they beat the commanders who didn't even show up. Honestly, they I think they should have beat the Broncos. They should have beat the Broncos. A but point I, lead. I think this Justin Fields experiment is still very much in its early stages. Like, we do not know. Because they beat Washington last night, we do not know that Justin Fields is the answer. So, if he could build on these these two games, yes. But, come on. Washington and Denver, are you sus? Denver let up 70 points to the <laughs> Dolphins. Yeah, their defense stinks. I, think I get you, that. I just think you have to be careful. You and everybody has to be careful to judge the opponent. Uh, fortunately for Fields, he's got some easy opponents. He's got the the Raiders and Chargers coming up, and I think I could pass for 300 yards against them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he might end up being, ironically, maybe the worst place you want to be in professional sports, which is mediocre in the middle and not sure what to do with a young quarterback who you're going to have to decide after the season whether or not to pick up his fifth-year option to the tune of about $20 million. You know, it's kind of easier when you're spiraling out of control and you're headed towards the number one overall pick and Caleb Williams is sitting right there. That's sort of the easy thing. How it gets difficult is if Fields continues to play well, you win a couple games and you have maybe the second or third or fourth pick, then what do you do? Um, Much tougher. Depends how well. I mean, if you have the second pick, how well could Justin Fields have played? Well, I mean, he's in the NFC North. He's not facing a murderous <laughs> row of teams. I get it, but <laughs> I mean, they staked their team to a 21 point lead last week and ended up blowing the game. So he could still play well and have good stats, and they could still lose. You know, he did some things last night. You saw Justin Fields obviously can throw the ball 40 yards downfield very well. But is he, when you watch a play, does he feel like a smooth, accurate, fully developed quarterback in that offense? To me, there's a lot of to DJ Moore. He does because he puts these balls in yeah. tight windows to DJ Moore, and it looks great. Moore had three touchdowns last night, uh, including like a 55 yarder in the third quarter. Excuse me, the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. But everyone else he tries to throw to in tight windows doesn't work. Yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah. if, and sometimes he'll hold on to the ball too, trying to make a play. By the way, there was 
two plays where I was wondering, like, why aren't the commanders tackling DJ Moore? The guys are just running along the <laughs> sideline with them like they're jogging together. Just push them out of bounds, dude. The it's commanders, true. it was... They, it was like an teams, escort. It's two teams. Yeah, I know. It's two teams in a row that have refused to tackle anybody. We'll see. Minnesota coming up next. At least the experiment's a lot of fun. Now we have something to watch with the Bears. I was afraid they were going to be totally irrelevant. One other thing about the Bears that we learned last night, they could execute the tush push. I know. We found the other team. I know some teams have been able to do it, but this team is committing to the brotherly shove almost as much as your Eagles. I mean, they were, like, executing that play. He's got to have his hand on the butt. Yep, exactly. And they were down a couple offensive linemen throughout the game and still were doing the tush push. It's not hard. The right butt cheek specifically. Yes. There's nothing to it. I don't understand. There's no execute. You just hike the ball, fall forward, and three guys push you. No, every th- every 32 teams should be running this on every short yardage situation. I don't know. The New York Giants tried to run in. Two guys got hurt on the same play. I, on I, the butt. He's got to get it up in there a little more. I mean, Peyton knows it. Everyone knows it. Justin Fields gained like six yards on one of them last night. <laughs> He's a tall guy. When he fell forward, I was like, "What? they should just run this on first down. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, DJ Moore, the big trade from the Carolina Panthers, already has more receiving yards and more touchdowns than any Bears wide receiver from all of last season. 531 receiving yards and five touchdowns, and that's good enough to surpass every wide receiver for the Bears last year. Meanwhile, Perloff is going to be paying off his bet today. He thought Joe Burrow was going to take less money than Justin Herbert, Perloff. (laughs) Oh, surely you were joking. So now he has to eat a bowl of Skyline chili with no hands. Let's go to our pal Nebby is in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Nebby. Good morning and congratulations on the new gig. Thank you. Love listening to you in the morning. And Perloff's punishment should be an advice duck tattoo oh you know Ooh. what <laughs> nevi that's diabolical that'd be a fun t- if i had tattoos and i was a tattoo person i would definitely get that that'd be great thank you paul thanks nevi good to talk with sure. you so oh, i'm thing. sorry i didn't mean to hang up on you there pal thank you for calling in so the advice duck did not make an appearance this week the new audience mm, does not know about the duck well, I mean, I I hope there's some of the same audience too. They know about the duck. The duck is world famous. <laughs> so the duck was also actually another bet that I lost to our uh, friend and and listener, loyal listener, Nick in Texas. I I went to a college just quickly. I went to a college that didn't have a football team. I went to the George Washington University. So I've never really had a college football team pearl off that I've really rooted for super hard. So last year college football team started recruiting me to kind of be a fan of theirs and the Cal Bears really put the hard press Mm. and the hard sell our friend Amy Trask a former president of the Raiders and others so I became a Bears fan I lost a bet to Nick in Texas who's a big Oregon Ducks fan I had to wear a duck suit for a show and then we just had the duck suit lying around I'm like well what can we do with the duck so we started the advice duck you you come in with your questions and the duck gives you advice (laughs) Are ducks wise? We have yeah, no that's idea. a great question. Uh, we never stopped to think. Anyway, so every week I wear a duck suit. I haven't. De- I didn't do it this week. Last week, uh, two weeks ago, I think we ordered Peking duck and at- watched the advice duck eat duck. Yeah, that was gross. It was like it was like a cannibalism. Wait, did you actually <laughs> eat the duck? I, I I did eat the duck. Oh yeah, it's delicious. What it's are you going to so do? Good. So uh, no duck today. No duck for the first Friday in the morning. 
Well, the duck. I mean, Perloff's eating chili today. I got a poncho that I'm going to wear. We got where we got celebrity NFL picks later. We can eat. We can eat duck. We could cannibalize you. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Is it too many eating things in one show? Feels Quack. Like, feels like amateur hour. <laughs> Am I wearing the duck suit today? I don't know. I don't know. Pat, I'm overwhelmed. Pat just made things a little weird again. By the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after yesterday, we we well, hold on. We're, we're talking about eating goat anus, pig yeah. anus, and I make a joke about we could eat, being cannibals we could on eat, Maggie, and that's where you're going to draw You're going to dress up like a duck? We could eat you and cannibalize you. <laughs> yeah. Pat, you weirdo. <laughs> now, by the uh, way, I'm not saying you don't fit in. I'm just saying that I got weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm overwhelmed. Let me, let me think about the duck while we go to Big Dave in Kentucky. Big Dave, very calming presence on this show. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. So <clears throat> I wake up this morning and uh, – um, Fire the curry cup, cup of coffee, thinking about doing a little sausage biscuit, turning the program on on YouTube.com, and the first thing I hear is Maggie talking about pig anus. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the morning, Dave. <laughs> yeah, did not did not get the day off to the best start. It's been extremely, inter- extremely interesting, but to, listen, uh, y'all were talking about Alabama yeah. and whether or not Saban's dead, and you know, it's the dynasty over. I got news for you. All dynasties in college yep. football are over. Um, just simply you know, the NIL and um, and the transfer portal mm. and all. I don't think Alabama has a chance. And Maggie, I got to tell you, you when you you glossed over my undefeated Kentucky Wildcats playing the number one Georgia Bulldogs tomorrow when you were referencing what a great college Saturday it's going to be tomorrow. So I'm a little offended by that. You know, Dave, uh, offending you is the last thing I want to do. I am sorry. I what's the spread on this game? Is fourteen? It's. I was, I think it's, it was six. It, maybe it's fourteen now. It was sixteen the last time I saw. But um. okay, I think that Kirby Smart's doing this thing, and I know Kentucky and the offense and everything. It's it's looking good. I think Kirby Smart's doing this thing that he wants to try to build this game up so it looks like a really good win when they eventually beat Kentucky. I'm sorry. I think they're going to win. And then Kirby Smart's going to be able to say, "Hey, everyone's talking about our schedule is so weak. Like we had to play this great Kentucky team, and I think they're going to. I think they're going to handle it." Wait, wait, wait! Kentucky just blew out Florida. I know, but what does Kirby Smart have to do with anything? No, but the Georgia schedule is so weak. Oh, I see. That he's trying to juice the schedule. Yeah, but they're a number. Bit. They're the number twenty team in the country. I get that, but they won a game where their quarterback barely had to throw any passes because yeah, the run game, and I think Georgia's going to stop the run game. I don't know. Uh, no mistake. I, I'm, not, I'm not predicting a victory here. Yeah. I, yeah. I think probably, honestly, probably anything under 10 points is probably, and I ain't getting the moral victories, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I mean, I'm also a realist. But listen, Georgia has not looked like, and it's kind of, this has got nothing to do with the game tomorrow, but back to the point about Alabama and, and the dynasties dying, or their dynasty dying, Georgia was tied with Auburn at halftime. I mean, yeah. um, you know, they have got off to. Slow uh, uncharacteristically yep. slow starts, and they're not the dominant team right now. It's it's a. I mean, who knows? I mean, you've got probably five, maybe sixteen. Michigan looks really good. Texas looks really good. Yeah. Ohio State looks really good. I don't know. It's not the same. It's just not the same landscape. Love the show, guy. And uh, what's those pig angles? Oh. <laughs> Dave, thanks for playing along, Dave, the former warden. Uh, this awesome game, member yeah. of uh, the Maggie and Perloff extended family. So the game's in Georgia, so it's going to be a, a very hard to upset them. But I think Dave's 100% right about his bigger point. There are the college football runs. 
they are not going to be happening in okay, the future. Okay, but what if Georgia three-peats? Then we, well, Georgia all have, three, then we have a dynasty right But here. I would say, okay, this year, yeah, maybe. But the next 10 years, I think we're going to see all sorts of teams coming here. I, I heard Kirk Herbstreit talking about this yesterday. He said just the transfer portal and NIL, the ability to pay people. Like, you don't want to sit uh, and be third stringer to Alabama because you can get paid to be on the sure. field somewhere else. So the combination of the two is spreading the talent out. And that's a reality. I mean, it's very clear that Colorado, for the many lessons we've gotten out of Dion, is, man, you can build quickly. I do, And I, I don't think Alabama – look at what Alabama has done the last 15 years. There's no way they can keep that up. Well, what is it, right? It's free agency. And yeah. that's what happens in pro cap. sports, <laughs> right? And that's what happened in pro sports, and that's why dynasties are much harder to come by in pro sports because of free agency. Yeah, we haven't had a repeat NFL champion since 2004, we've had five straight different NBA champions. That's a great point. I think that we're going to see a lot of different... TCU last year, I think, was the first one. We're going to see some weird things. Then we get the 12-team playoff. I know, and that's going to make things, I, I think, even cooler and better. I'm always oh. a, I'm a um, you know, expand the postseason kind of person. Everybody. I think 90% of college fans are happy about 12. I think they are, but at the same point, the great thing about college is like every game matters so much and you're really sweating out like Alabama and A&M it's like Alabama if they have two losses they're never getting in well when a 12 team playoff they're getting in so it just it, it does devalue the regular season that's always the trade-off Dave also had a good point it is a top heavy year I mean there are some teams Michigan's not gonna have a lot of you know the Michigan Ohio State Penn State thing you can get two of the four to be Big Ten and then the Pac-12 it's gonna be tough for these teams that were used to just walk even Georgia I I know he, he yeah. I'm curious if they have some slow games here. It's not that like their schedule is easy, but they're playing SEC teams. You've watched them. Have they, have they blown you anywhere away? No, they haven't. But I mean, I remember last year when they had a scare against who? Mizzou. And then they went on and they were gangbusters the rest of the year. You're right. It's the SEC. It's difficult. This is a home game. And Dave made me realize, I mean, how many people's mornings did we potentially ruin talking about pig anus? I didn't think about that. People are starting to eat breakfast. We're bringing this up. Let's hope it's. Let's hope the breakfast is digested. <laughs> that, that's the. That's the key. Yikes! I, I think you. I think some, not everybody. <laughs> I, I think. I don't think we've. We we've ruined everyone's morning. I don't think we've lost the world. All right. I think it's a little bit. Maybe. Maybe like the the people that are getting up for a five a.m. start or a six a.m. start. All right. Just just those people. We ruined their day. Yes. Right. They don't want to hear about anus. No, I guess not. Well, that's going to be a problem on the show moving forward because that was going to be one of our main topics from here on out. Yeah, I think this is a one-off, to be totally honest. <laughs> We're going to talk about big pig body parts. It's going to be a central theme on this show. Wait, so that pre-production meeting about taking out Daily Dion and <laughs> placing it with the... Name this part of the pig? Yeah. Yeah. Know your cuts of meat used to be a David Letterman bit from back <laughs> in the right. day. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff, getting your morning started. Off on the right foot here, the Bears' big win last night. Justin Fields, I read this, Perloff, this morning uh, from Courtney Cronin. First Bears player with 200-plus yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns since Walter Payton in 1979. DJ Moore, yeah. DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Is that crazy? So, what are the numbers again? Over 200 yards? Over 200 yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns. First one since Walter Payton, 1979 in Bears history. Yeah, 230 is pretty crazy, by the way. How that's often that's do... not the most in Bears history, yeah. uh, but it's second most. How often do receivers get over 200 yards? I, it's sort of hard to put it in perspective because you never would have expected that last night. I believe Alshon Jeffrey has the most receiving yards in a single game ever in Bears history, but this is 200-plus yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns, first time since the 70s. Yeah. And he might have had more. That play in the first half where they said he stepped out of bounds, they never showed they you that he actually did. It. After the game, said he said, I didn't. And Fields missed him a few times, too. That could have been even bigger numbers. You're so right. Andrew Bogus is here. I, you're right. That streaking down I, the sideline, and all of a sudden he stops because the whistle blows, and you can tell he's ticked off. Yeah. And they never gave us a good angle on Amazon last night. Wasn't there something weird about the way the field looked? Like it was misty or something? Like it just looked out of focus the entire game to me. It like your Wi Fi connection. <laughs> no, it just didn't look like, to me, something about that stadium and the cameras. Like it did not look like a big time game last night. Like the, the Chiefs game on Sunday when they had that bright red popping. Like last night looked like a mess out there. But that was something was weird about that Chiefs game. Like, it was oversaturated almost, yeah. the color, because yeah. that Chiefs red was so, like, but it's burning pop. your retina. Yeah last, like burgundy. Yeah. yeah, last night's game, like, they don't have the best lights in that Washington Stadium or something. I just thought... <laughs> I mean, that would that would track, right, the way they run it. Go about yeah, their business. It looks like, like, yeah, a, it looks like a second-rate lighting system. Yeah. The JV the system, bill. right? Yeah, a JV stadium right there. Magical fix that. It's also a, like a lower angle, it feels yes, like. Lo- so I think definitely. that plays into it as well. You're almost looking like into the field instead of down onto it. And it was so weird, too, because DJ Moore was running, and like you couldn't even see the Washington guys in the frame. I'm yeah. like, what? why is that guy wide open? Well, it, that's just because they suck. Um, the I safety they would show up. The safety, it was like kryptonite. The safety would run the opposite way of DJ Moore every time he came <laughs> down the field. Bizarre.
uh, uh, let's get to Andrew Bogish and some headlines. Good morning. Uh, so after two weeks, they were the Commanders. They were two and zero. Oh. Three games later, they are the Commanders, losers of three <laughs> in a row. Washington down twenty seven three halfway through Thursday night football. They got as close as ten in the fourth before losing forty twenty to a team that had lost 14 consecutive regular season games, had their second-best wide receiver home pouting, and had their defensive coordinator quit amid rumors of an FBI investigation. How's it going, Ron Rivera? It's just not good enough. You know, it's not good enough. It starts with me, and we're going to go back and look at a lot of things, and we're going to get some things corrected, and we'll go out and we'll play football. His offense committed two turnovers, let Sam Howell get sacked five times. His defense let Justin Fields throw for four scores, three of them to D.J. Moore. Again, eight catches, 230 total for him. Now, Chicago's first win since last October 24th came on the day that Dick Butkus died at 80. Don't forget that the legendary linebacker only played nine seasons because of a chronic knee problem, yet he is on two all-decade teams as well as the NFL's 75th and 100th anniversary teams. Oh, sorry. Really quickly, in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, where you might want to hang out on YouTube when Perloff eats the bowl of chili today with no hands. Um, Daily News in the chat said the commander's uniforms were unrecognizable. Those really dark, all black. Yeah. Maybe that added to how weird the game looked, too, because it was Yeah, that, odd. I kind of like them a little bit. They are definitely polarizing, though. It reminds me of any given Sunday. Like when any given Sunday, the movie, they had to use oh, like, fake teams. Like the Sharks. Like the, the Florida, Miami Sharks or whatever Yeah, the Sharks, them. yeah. Um, because they had to use, the NFL wouldn't allow them to use like real team or names. it's like an insurance commercial and they cut to a football game and there's two uniforms you never saw in your life. <laughs> right. Blue versus red. Yeah. Like that's it. Uh, as for uh, today's defenses, the Giants don't play much of it, uh, and they're facing the Dolphins, who are fairly good at offense. New York D coordinator Wink Martindale better have more than jokes. My wife uh, called me last night before she went to bed. She she's said she was worried about me. She said, are you getting any sleep? I said, yeah, I'm sleeping like a baby. Every two hours I wake up and cry and, and <laughs> go to the bathroom and try to go back and get some more sleep. Uh, on a more serious note, Martindale compared these Dolphins to the Rams' greatest show on turf. This is like that 2023 supersonic. I mean, they're fast, faster than that. I was talking to Maggie yesterday, and, and Perloff, Don Wink Martindale looks like he hasn't cried in 40 years. This guy's waking up in the middle of the night to cry about the Dolphins' offense. Well, hear about, listen to how coaches are talking about the Dolphins. Like, last week you had Sean McDermott said they're revolutionary. Now you got Wink Martindale saying he's, you know, crying, just thinking about them. I mean, I thought the Bills and the Patriots kind of gave a little bit of a blueprint on how to contain them, right? The Bills uh, certainly did. The Our Patriots, Patriots did, did too. too. Uh, I here's, so. Yeah, here's the thing: the Giants can't tackle. Well, so when you can't well, tackle and you can't <laughs> block, be a problem. Yeah. I find the Giants very confusing. Are they bad on offense or bad on defense? Because yes. I feel yeah. like, bad everywhere. Yeah. Special teams. They, they, they might have the worst special teams. No, in their history. special teams is by far the worst of those three units, and they're last in the league in defense. <laughs> I can't believe. So I, I think when I think the Giants struggles, I think Daniel Jones being bad, but it's really the defense. It's everywhere. Yeah, like I mean, the off- they have no offensive line. They can't tackle. They can't cover anybody. They can't catch a punt. They can't go one play without a penalty. The, the special teams <laughs> flags on Monday night were preposterous. There were six of them. Like, they got <laughs> called for holding while punting the football. <laughs> How do you do that? 
And I think twice they got called for like lining up incorrectly. Um, like this is the day one stuff. Wow, this game should be fun. <laughs> no, it's not going to be Broncos seventy, but it's going. They're going to score fifty. They're going to destroy the Giants. Destroy Ooh. them. Ooh. I got to tell you though, you saw the Chargers offense game. I can I can defensive coordinate against the Dolphins. Just let them get 14, 12 yard passes. Do not let Tyreek Hill run twenty five yards past the safety. I don't understand. Well, easier said than done. So 14, 12 yard passes. That would be keep everything in front of you. That's what the eighty yards. That's what the Patriots kept everything in front of them. I think the Bills did that too, and the Bills got after Tua. The Bills did a good job stopping the run. I mean, that was basically took that facet away from them, and then got a little pressure on Tua, and there you go. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing picks later today. I think uh, uh, Devon Achan oh. uh, prop. I think he's going to run all over them. Bogues, what else? Good times. Uh, Saquon Barkley, by the way, continues to practice for the Giants, but remains non-committal about returning from his ankle injury for this game Sunday in Miami. Utah QB Cam Rising revealed yesterday his Rose Bowl injury, Rose Bowl injury, was not just a torn ACL. Three other things in that knee were torn, which explains why he's not back yet. The team kept hinting that Rising could be ready for its opener, but now it's October and he hasn't played but is practicing without limitations. Not surprisingly, former Northwestern football coach Pat Fitzgerald is suing the school for wrongful termination. Fitzgerald seeking $130 million in unpaid salary and lost future earnings. His main argument is he got fired after being given that suspension with no new information coming forward about the hazing investigation. So the school says nothing changed to warrant the huge jump in punishment. I think Mel Tucker is basically alleging the same thing, right? At yeah. Michigan State, it's like, you knew about this. No new information came forward. You didn't fire me yeah. at first glance, and so now you're firing yeah. me a couple months later. But Tucker's also attacking her. I don't think Fitzgerald is fighting back yeah. on any hazing allegations or what Good did point. or didn't but happen. Said, it's just the, like, the semantics of me losing my job. Right. But it also, though, Fitzgerald's defense is I didn't know. And I think that's going to work. I don't. I don't think they can pin him directly to these things. I think he's winning a lot of money, a yeah. lot. Of, and I, I read a lot of analysis on this yesterday. Everyone thinks he's going to wipe the wipe the floor with the school in the really. Court. Wait, but yeah. what about didn't know but should have known? Should have known, but you know, not to quote Darren Ravel, but yeah, if, how come the president of the school didn't know? How come well, a lot of people didn't know? I mean, the head football coach a little closer to the product than the yeah. president, no? And but probably... still, you, you're breaking a contract, though. I mean, a big contract for millions of dollars on things that are not super concrete, you're not going to get away with it. And there's got to be 18 sound bites of him talking about how he knows everything, controls everything, <laughs> he's in charge of the program, and now he wants to go, there are things I didn't know. He's going to make some money. I, I, I would be willing to bet. I smell a settlement. Yeah. I, I smell an $80 million settlement. Mel Tucker will probably settle. I bet he will, well, too. Because why would the college want to drag all this through court? U.S. men's soccer, including Gio Reyna, for two friendlies later this month, meaning he'll work with head coach Greg Berhalter for the first time since their World Cup embarrassment. Berhalter said recently they have spoken via Zoom, but their relationship still needs some repairs. What about mommy and daddy? Yeah, well, if you if you don't remember, Berhalter said he almost sent a player home from Qatar for poor behavior over playing time. People are smart, knew that was Reyna, which led mommy and daddy to tell U.S. soccer that there had been domestic violence allegations in Berhalter's past. 
He, I guess, temporarily lost the job. They did an investigation. They talked to people and then gave him the job back, which brings us to today and him once again coaching Gio Reyna. Mets GM Billy Epler resigned yesterday and made a report that he is being investigated for misusing the IL. Epler's statement said he wanted to make room for new President David Stearns, but the plan all along was for Epler to keep working with Stearns. And meanwhile, baseball's division series begin tomorrow, all four of them. The Astros lining up Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez to begin their best of five with the Twins. Guys, back to you. That was a lot of information. Nice job, Bogish. Bogish will be back calling play-by-play when Perloff sticks his bowl. Nope. Sticks his head <laughs> into a bowl of chili. <laughs> Sorry. I want to eat some, too. Like, in a traditional way. Well, yeah, that's not allowed here. I have four it's, cans. It's no hands or nothing. Yeah, there's plenty of chili to go around. But my my concern is I'm not having Skyline chili at its best, and I don't want to have the wrong impression of it because it was prepared mm. oddly in a microwave by Andrew Kaplan. When are you ever going to have it? I could find my way to Cincinnati at some point. I've been there once. I could go back again. I mean, honestly, though, what do you think? It's like going to the Heineken factory in Amsterdam. <laughs> it's going to be the freaking same, man. I, oh, I think it's, it's not. Gonna, I think it's going to taste exactly the same there, coming out of the can that it would go into Skyline. It's what, can. There are a lot of people who swear by Skyline chili, too. Yes. I know there are a lot of haters, but I, I agree with Bogus. I, I got to imagine it's better in Cincinnati, no? I don't know. I mean, if they're even supplying it in the can, they clearly feel like it's good quality. All right. Yeah, but like I ordered a Primanti Brothers sandwich yeah. kit online, and that was delicious, but I know it's better not shipped to me in vacuum-sealed containers, me making the coleslaw and the french fries. It's got to be better fresh live in Cincinnati. <laughs> has to be. Fact that you think anything there is fresh is amazing. Whoa. Um, Easy, calamari. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Boy, was that a wake-up call this morning. Thankfully, turns out it might just be an old wives' tale. We thought for a moment calamari may have just been wink, wink, not calamari, but pig anus. Thankfully, that's just an urban legend. Hopefully. <laughs> we think. Uh, Bogues, thanks so much. Let's go to Dustin. He's in Sacramento. Hey, Dustin, good morning. Morning. Uh, before the last break, you guys said something about, you know, the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams and how you feel like 90% of people are excited for that. Uh, I am one of the 10% who is not excited for that. Okay, um, why not? Too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Mm. Um, like, for one, for one, I love college football. It's my all-time favorite. I, I look forward to this time of year every year. But what I love about it is you basically get one mistake in college football. You get one loss, and then after that, you got to be perfect to get you know your shot at the national title. If we're going 12 teams deep – it just kind of devalues the regular season. Like, I love college basketball, too, but, like, you've got a regular season champion. You've got the, the conference tournament champion. Then you've got the, the, the March Madness. It's just it's too much, and it just, it just kind of devalues it. It's, yeah. it's going to make it, like, for some people like me, let, let's focus on the regular season, and now we only really care about the playoffs. And, and I'm a Miami Hurricanes guy. We have not been great for a long time. So it's not even like my heart's involved in that because it's not really going to affect us. We're not making the, the 12 team playoff. Uh, yes, you are. You have are. a bad, way better chance of making yeah. the 12 team playoff, though. NIL, baby. At Miami's coming. Oh, man. But see, we had, we had a good roster last year. It didn't develop. And then a lot of those really young players, they hit the portal. 
It just it takes one bad year with a great roster, and people are going to jump ship. Like you guys said, it's like free agency. It's the Wild West. You can just hop wherever you want now. I know, but, but Dustin, think... that's why Miami, I think, it might be actually in a good spot because Perloff said the NIL money, um, I think, is oh, big in Miami. Great. And then the other part about Miami, too, is you have Mario Cristobal, great recruiter. I mean, really I love great. Mario. The only thing yeah. is about whether or not the X's and O's are there. Dustin, thank you so much for the call. But the recruiting is no doubt. Well, yeah, but now it, what we're saying is recruiting doesn't matter anymore. You don't want who was the coach who said at the Final Four? You don't want the eighteen-year-olds. You want them when they're twenty. That was uh, Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl, basketball. basketball coach, told yeah. us uh, why would I try to get a guy from high school and I've got to bring him in? This was Bruce Pearl, by the way. He yeah. said, "Get fifteen pounds on him, put hair on his ass." Again, that was Bruce Pearl's world words. When I could just go to the par- portal and get a f- more fully formed dude, and that was last year before Dion. I yeah. think there's going to be PD post Dion where people are going to be like, now the transfer portal is just blown way up. How many transfer? But like seventy. I, I think that now an eighteen year old recruit. I think coaches are not going to want that guy as much. So no, no, no. no. I don't know if recruiting matters. I think there's going to be incredible parity, which is another reason to go to twelve. If you have four, you might have this. The best team might be five or six and not make it into the tournament. I, I think it's going to be great. 12 is not that many, is it? I mean, but listen, 12 goes to 24, and all of a sudden you're doing 64 and 68. I get where it could be that slippery 68. slope. Yeah. It's like the NCAA tournament. But listen, the thing about this is it's all rooted in what? Money. More money. More playoff games. Well, more money. But I think money, the greediness of college football – and all of the conferences could actually align with the fans as well. Because well, I think it's going to be a good product. I, I get where uh, he's coming from, though. I think it's the opposite. I think college, the powers that be in college have tried to maintain the bowl system when the fans wanted a playoff. It's funny. The fans were the one who... And the college, the powers that be were like, no, we don't want the more money. We want the old way so we can fly to the Sugar Bowl or something. Yeah, right. And get so it. it's been a weird situation where they've been turning down money by not going to this playoff. I remember they wanted the playoff to be like 10 years from now, and the TV networks pressure them to move it up. So it, it's been a really weird situation. 12 is going to be great. We're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. It's not like games aren't going to matter. I mean, this take this... Uh, Kentucky game. Yeah. If Kentucky beats Georgia, then they're probably in the 12. That's a monstrous game. I think so. I, I like it, but I'll go back to Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, now in the morning. Perloff is going to eat a bowl of Skyline chili with no hands coming up at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Did he lose a bet? Of course he did. Did you bring an extra change of clothes? Yep. Got a bunch of t-shirts. Okay. I have a poncho here to protect myself. Uh, I was thinking it's. I have a red Philly shirt and it's red chili, although it looks kind of brown. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, do you You're expect to it to spray all to over the, the studio? Well, Are we, Pat, do we have to put plastic everywhere? Pat brought me in a poncho as well. Thank you, sir. Uh, we do have plastic we could put down. We're not going over the Niagara Falls. I don't know if we both <laughs> need ponchos. <laughs> they made of the mist. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want shrapnel. Yeah. I want, uh, Perloff, I think you got to take a big old dunk. Big old Dunkaroo in that chili. I'm supposed to eat the chili, not splash my head in chili. That was never part of the You're best. a showman. You're a showman. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio is where you can watch this debacle go down. But don't worry if you can't get to YouTube and you're listening on all of our amazing CBS Sports Radio affiliates. You will get the full experience just by the sounds of our voice. Okay, I am a showman. I know it would be good if it was messy, but would you guys be impressed if I could do this without a drop of chili or spaghetti getting anywhere? Do you think that's logistically possible? It's kind of soupy chili, 
on top of spaghetti with melted cheese. What if I ate it with no hands and it was like perfectly clean, which wouldn't even happen <laughs> in a restaurant with me. I'm kind of a sloppy eater. But what if there wasn't a drop of chili Wait, anywhere? Have you been like... Practicing? Yeah. Have you been training? No <laughs> That'd be chance, amazing. Right? I should have done that all week. I should have been eating with no fork and no spoon. Did you like queue up a Rocky montage for oh, or something? Oh, missed opportunity. We should have done a 24-7 video of me preparing <laughs> to eat the chili. It's like, why is Manny Pacquiao there? I could have um, eaten cereal <laughs> without hands. Yeah. I could have practiced. This is a... That is... A, you're right. I have no idea how this is going to go down. If I'd worked this week, I could have made it pristine. <laughs> Uh, don't even do this with Perloff. He's from Philly. Every time he hears the Rocky theme song, he goes like into a trance. One man yeah. will eat chili with no hands. Just eat, Rocky. <laughs> Take <laughs> this mick before he before he strokes out. <laughs> what are we waiting eat for? The chili. <laughs> Chase the chili. Chase the chili. Uh, by the way, uh, Maggie has a good point. Bilotti, get the what are we waiting for drop ready at all times if the Phillies make it <laughs> past the Braves. Perloff it's going to be obnoxious. Perlosa is such a Philadelphia fan. He is convinced that the Super Bowl where they beat the Patriots in Minnesota, uh, that the fact that they they played the... They played the Rocky Two clip where uh, Adrian is sick in bed and she has Rocky come up and... and come closer. Come closer. Win. They play that, and the Patriots, first of all, they didn't have Malcolm Butler was one issue, but that was the second major <laughs> issue. I knew the Eagles were going to win. Neutral field. You're not supposed to be playing yeah, the Philadelphia they had, they had stuff. no chance, poor Patriots. I mean, after years of cheating, they deserve that, though. Uh, I agree. Uh, let's get to our Cowboy Quickie. Really, really big game this weekend. Huge game. Cowboys, 49ers. Let's hear from Dak Prescott. Can we, Pete? Cut number five. Not happy when he's asked about the back-to-back playoff losses to the 49ers. We're so far past that, to be honest with you, but that's obvious. I mean, you just want to piss me off going into this week, and I appreciate that. I do, actually. I do. Um, yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Lost drive you got. I mean, every, every day. Uh, <laughs> every day. Every day, Todd. Every day. That is... Dak and your cowboy quickie. <laughs> Perfectly executed. <laughs> Double nay. Wow. Uh, um, listen, Dak's not wrong there. He should be ticked off. The last two times these two teams met in the playoffs, they scored, the Cowboys scored 12 points and then 17 points two years ago. This has not been the offensive output that Dak Prescott should, that we should be expecting from Prescott. And if you go back to 2021, when they lost on Prescott sliding too late, and then the referee couldn't get the ball spotted, that was a game that didn't have Nick Bosa and didn't have Fred mm-hmm. Warner. So it's not even like they had two of their major uh, defensive players. That was obviously two years ago. So this is obviously personal for Dak Prescott. Should be. There's two questions. One, will he throw an interception? He's been pretty clean so far. Only one pick so far yeah. this year. One turnover. And that's been his big issue. The other thing, they're terrible in the red zone so far this year because he won't run. We all know he can run in touchdowns if he wants to, but he's been holding back. The thing is, if he's going to run in the red zone, those Niners defenders are killers. Are they going to Are they going to hurt Dak? Because I think I get the sense that Dak wants to prove everybody wrong, and he's just going to run every play he can. And that's great to win a Week Five game, but I worry that he's going to maybe get hurt against this defense. Because I, the way I hear him talking, he wants to have the biggest game of his career. 
I think he feels that pressure. I mean, how could you not, right? The 49ers have taken your lunch and embarrassed you the last two years when you had this great offense all season long, and then it totally cratered when you met the 49ers. You're so right about Dak. Only 11 carries so far on the entire yeah. season. Only four touchdown passes this entire season. It's like as soon as they get in the red zone, everything just like turtles up, and they are, quite frankly, terrible. Through four weeks, yeah. they are have the 30th ranked red zone as far as touchdowns are concerned, red zone offense. There's only two teams that are worse than them. There is an excuse, though. What's I that? mean, look who they've been playing. What? All the good defenses. What? I mean, no. They've been up by 40 points. They played, oh, the, oh, oh. They played the Giants, who, oh, yeah, as we defense. mentioned before, couldn't field a punt. They yeah. played the Jets and New England. Uh, decent defense, but they had no pressure to score. They might as well go for a field goal because they were up by 20 points. So I think that they're going to have to run Dak Prescott here. Dak's not going to... Why would he run against New England? They were up by 20 points in the first quarter. Yeah, I guess you're right, but and, and Jerry Jones talked about, well, red zone offense, it kind of ebbs and flows. It's like, well, I don't yeah. know. You guys were amazing at it last year. They they have clearly held their offense back. And why wouldn't they? I mean, they have not played a real team yet. They... Arizona, they lost. I don't think they expected that against Arizona, but I think they have plays the Niners have not seen on tape. Um, hey, look, the Giants, the Jets, the Cardinals, and the Patriots, that is nothing. So let's, this is, that's preseason. Now it begins for the Cowboys. I, I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at them, but is that enough? Well, that's a great question. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I mean, the other part, too, is you want to do enough to win this game, but, right, do you want to show them everything? Oh, that's, right? an, that's another great because point. Because what are the odds that they're going to meet again in the playoffs? I know you can't bank on that because you never know, and it could, who knows, they could face your Eagles in the first round. It, it could break anyway. Right. But, you know, this is, this is going to be interesting. Right now, I believe the Cowboys are a Four and a half point. Oh, I saw three and a half. Is it now four and a half? I mean, it's in San Francisco, so I think that's a huge factor here. Uh, The Cowboys under McCarthy aren't as good on the road, and it's on grass, which isn't great for Micah Parsons. So, again, you know what's going to happen, though? Are we going to do this thing where after this game, we're going to overreact to the... I I think here's what's going to happen. I think if the Cowboys win, everyone's going to say, all right, let's see you do it in playoffs. And if the Niners win, everyone's going to say, oh, look, the Niners the will, always, continues, they right? will always be better than the Cowboys. <laughs> they, or they have like Dak Prescott's number because yeah. the numbers for Prescott yep. in the last two games have been bad. I mean, passer rating of like 66, that's bad. You know, he's only thrown two touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown and three interceptions in those two playoff games to the 49ers. Just not good enough and the third down conversions have been terrible against the 49ers so the 49ers have the formula it's just yes what are the Cowboys going to do differently because here's the other thing about the about the Cowboys so far this year and I know it's early and you mentioned it like they've had big leads in a lot of these games like no one's really emerged yet like we know CeeDee Lamb is their number one receiver yeah but nobody has I believe Pollard's the only one who's got multiple touchdowns oh yeah it's like Brandon Cooks has not showed up at all but yeah maybe BC hasn't had to uh, yeah, the offense, we don't really know what the post-Kellen Moore offense is. We know we what the numbers say, They're not that it's not as potent, but the defense has also been what? contributing a lot in terms of... It's not as of, potent. They've won 38-3, 30-10, 40-0. No, but they are like 11th in total offense so far this year, where they were 4th last year. Honestly, that's a function of what What do you do? You're, <laughs> you're scoring 40 points a game. It's not they can't bad. do anything because the defense is so dominant. Well, uh, they and the defense has 
really contributed to the scoring as well. Right, right. So <laughs> when you're up 40 nothing on the Giants, you cannot, you can't pass the ball all over the field to no, be un, unprofessional. But that 40 to nothing score was. Uh, so, no, that's was not point. representative of the offense because yeah. they got so many points off turnovers. But you know the offense has to hold back when that's it's a, when it's a blowout win. So you you can't throw the ball when you're up by all those points. It, the New England game wasn't even competitive. It was a total joke from the get go. Mac Jones had no chance. I was surprised when I saw this that the Dallas Cowboys defense has scored 50 points so far this yeah. year. Yeah, wow, <laughs> pretty amazing. The whole team's only scored 124 points, and the defense has scored 50 of them. Full disclosure, the Cowboys are your Super Bowl pick. Yes. I'm looking at this team, and it's been bad. What, 95 was the last NFC title game? This defense is the thing that's different. We don't know about the offense, but Micah Parsons and I think DeMarcus Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, do you think, as you've been watching the Cowboys so far, we'll see on Sunday. Do you see this as still as a Super Bowl team? If you had a mulligan before the Niners game, I'm curious what you say after, before the Niners game, would you take it? Yeah, I mean, I feel better about my Super Bowl pick in the NFC than I do in the AFC, where I pick the Jags to go to the Super Bowl. That one I might want back, long season. But my thought process there was I thought the Jags were going to be the team that could win enough games to get the number one seed. So they'd have the bye, they would have home field, and I thought that would really help them. Meanwhile, the Cowboys I still feel good about. The Arizona loss, that was concerning because I think they didn't show up for that game. Like, they thought that Arizona was going to roll over. Meanwhile, Arizona has not rolled over at all. They've been, like, very spry, even though they're not winning games. I actually, as an Eagles fan, I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I do not want the playoffs to go through San Francisco. Well, that's what what Jerry said. Um, Oh, okay. Was he talking about home field when he said that? Jerry, earlier this week said the 49ers own the NFC. They are right now uh, probably the uh, most likely team to uh, go in the Super Bowl. And, uh, but in order for them to get there, they've got to go by us, uh, hopefully two times, uh, if that's the way it falls in the playoffs, and we're in the playoffs. Yeah. Really forgot about your Eagles when he was saying that. I don't even care about that. I, well, whatever. Who cares about what Jerry analyzes here? It's got the For the Eagles to beat the Niners, it's got to be in Philly. That was uh, because... Helped you last year. Yeah, I just think that they get this ferocious thing going. The officials get scared. I, I think the Niners, I'll, I'll be honest, are the best team. Uh, I'll say that as an Eagles fan. They have, what, seven Hall of Famers or eight Hall You don't have that many Hall of Famers and not win a Super Bowl. So I'm really worried about the Niners. If I had a mulligan, I'd pick the Niners. I'd pick the Eagles first. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually rooting for the Cowboys to beat up on the Niners and, and find a way to win because they do not scare me. Wait, I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. I was like, who was Perloff's AFC pick? Oh, I remember the Pittsburgh Steelers. Still good on that. Really? Oh, no, not really. <laughs> I was like, what? How I do feel good about the Steelers? Just, However, I, th- I I like the Steelers this week. This just is a, discount Mike Tomlin all you want. Just wait for the late season run to get to nine and eight. I like them this week. They're underdogs at home against the Ravens. Now I know the Ravens yeah. have been still good even despite all their injuries. This is one of those things where everybody is piling on yeah. the Steelers. A perfect spot here for Pittsburgh. I think I, I saw the underdog has covered fifteen of the last seventeen games in that series. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 